the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. And a good morning, everybody. Hour number three. All right, you ready? Ready for some heavy lifting? I know the Republic is still hanging by a thread, and Nikki Haley is still running for some dumb reason. <laughs> I've got I've got a quote I gotta play with her. A play of her, sorry, Freudian slip. Um, where she says, I, I'm I'm not gonna get out because the political elites well, listen, honey, you're the political honey, God, I'm sorry, ma'am. You are you are the 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 darling of political elites. You know, not Trump. I mean, the the the, the whole MAGA America First thing is is as anti elite as conservatism gets. But anyway, the 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 punchline there. Uh, she was talking to uh, Eva Pilgrim of ABC. Was that I'm not going to get out just because Trump wants me to, or just because the elites want me to, especially when the voters tell me they don't want me to. Really, have we been paying attention to the voters, Madam Ambassador? Yeah, if you're paying attention on Saturday. I think they'll be telling you, get get out of the way and let's unify and let's let's beat Biden. All right, so we got that. We got all kinds of things and other things that I may even do this hour. But as we begin, we just finished with Dr. Joe Poyman, Texas Alliance for Life. And I said at the outset of today's program, I wanted to talk about this Alabama Supreme Court ruling that essentially says embryos are children. <whistles> okay, so th- this is a this is a real textbook case. Because uh, usually when you've got uh, uh, two sides that can be taken on a position, I either completely believe in one and thus completely reject the other, or I weigh both of them and I say, okay, this one has merit, but I'm really going to decidedly come down on on the other. This one, every time I think I've kind of got this locked up in my own head, somebody makes a really great point. And here, so and it, and it, this doesn't only exist within pro-life circles. Although it does come down kind of on what pro-life means. And to me, it has always meant, has always meant from the moment of implantation. Because that's, what is the definition of life? Life is defined by growth. If if growth isn't happening, there really isn't life, right? It's a building block of life. It's a fertilized embryo. It is a human thing in there to be sure it's not it's as i said it's not a skin cell or a pinto bean and thus it probably deserves more deference and respect than you know throwing it out like old newspapers if the clinic ain't going to be implanting these 20 i get that and maybe there's a way to to address that without saying that they're children and that this is like uh, uh, assaulting a minor or or like whoa what and the example I give, and pardon me for, you know, the, the menstrual images here, but if you know how many fertilized human, pre-implantation human lives 
just kind of get flushed out when, you know, when, when the lady is late. And we don't view that as some kind of holocaust of lost souls. It just, just what happens. Because when we, but because the whole point of pro-lifeness to me, maybe to you, maybe not, has been leave it alone once it's growing, once it's implanted in the womb. That's an abortion. Being pro-life is being anti-abortion. If if a, a fertilized embryo in a in a clinic is not implanted, that's not an abortion. There is no life that has been interrupted. There is no process that's been interrupted. There's no growth that's been stopped. There's no growing baby that's been killed. So that's kind of the way I approach this. And in no way am I being cavalier about it. And, and, and Dr. Joe's point was that may that, that since it is that disposal, and it's just a harsh term, is something that's that's a little morally troubling or confounding, that maybe we need some regulation of this industry where you only create the ones that you want to use. And that just sounds lovely, but here's the text line filled with people saying, listen, it's a squillion dollars every time you tee this up. And maybe that, that, you know, you, you do 10 in the hope that one takes, but okay, but what, what are the other nine? And what is the fate of the other nine? And, and um, so we're here, we're here teetering in between this world where you don't want to consider those nine unfertilized, or excuse me, fertilized, but unimplanted embryos as refuse, but nor are they babies, right? So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So anyway, the, the, a point, wonderful point made by somebody a moment ago on the text line. It's a life regardless of whether it's implanted. Once fertilized, the embryo now shares half the mother's DNA and half the father's. It's not just a common cell. It is a life in which man has interfered with implantation. Ooh, that's deep. It's an interesting point. Man, it's true. Man has interfered with implant. But here's the weird thing. What one might describe as interfering with implantation, because we're kind of jacking with the whole process that God created, right? This is not the usual way implantation occurs, if you get my drift. But by with this dalliance into the fertilization and implantation process, we have helped lives be created that otherwise would not. So isn't that kind of a pro-life thing? All right. Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. 866-660-5759. We are in McKinney. Stephen, thank you. How are you doing? Happy Thursday. Hey, Mark, good to talk to you again. Um, I look at this kind of simply, uh, what's going to happen with it if no one else does anything to it? Mm -hmm. If it's an embryo in a, in a, in a bin, like, you, like you've been saying, mm -hmm. no one does anything else with it, it's just going to sit there dormant, not doing anything. Yep. If, if it's a, you know, implanted in the womb, it's going to grow and become a human eventually. Yep. So what's going to happen to you? I, I, I feel that's the easiest way to put it. So let me, and you're 100% right, and that's what's driven me. But let me give you the pushback I've now gotten, and it's very morally, intellectually sound. Okay, uh, so if indeed you and I are all correct here, saying that the implanted, uh, excuse me, the fertilized embryo in a drawer, in a freezer, is absolutely not going to become a baby. Nothing will happen if it is left alone. Whereas with the implanted fetus, if if you leave it alone, it becomes a baby. That is a difference. But does that mean you just throw them out like old newspaper? I'm not exactly. I I, I feel that if it was. If they needed a clear room and they needed more space, yeah. um, it should probably be treated like, you know, a, 
hmm. some sort of other biohazard material. Oh, I mean, ow, I, oh yeah. I, I know, I know. It, ow, it, it, ow, it, it, ow, it ow, ow, ow. <laughs> do you want? Do you want that one back? <laughs> I mean, I know. Uh, it, I know. You, you know what? I, oh. I honestly, I don't know how else to put it. it no, I know. I, I, I agree with you completely that you know yes. it's. it's Half, half the mother, half the father, yes. but it's it's not going to go anything anywhere with it. But, yep. Okay, let's put it this way: yep. the, it, the mother and the father, hundred years down the road, are now dead. Yep. They have no more legal claim over it. Nope. What's going to happen? Yep. You, they, they, they can't they can't just keep those there forever. They yep. need to find a way to dispose of them eventually. Yeah, and then there's that verb again, dispose. But I, that's but words have meaning. We are the words have meaning talk show. Stephen, thank you. You've you've just framed this. Exactly in the way that that it taken us down the road that that shows how difficult it is to walk that road. Thank you. So here's the here's a tricky thing. It's funny. So much of this debate involved where does life begin, right? Where does life begin? I'm getting even more elemental than that. What is life? There's Dr. Joe, Texas Alliance for Life. He's awesome, right? Referring to the you know the drawer full of embryos as human lives and the disposal of them as a death. That's where I might take a fork in the road. There is no death if there is no life. And and it's kind of funny. It's like life as a noun. That is a life. Is that a life in the, in the dish there? I mean, well, it's not a, it's not a skin cell. It, I mean, I guess you could call it a building block of life. Does that work for everybody? It is a building block, right? And it builds upon implantation in the uterus. Then, then you got a growing baby. That's what a fetus is, baby under construction, and it's happening, and that's the process that you leave alone because we are pro-life. But uh, the, 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 the in vitro uh, fertilization prior to implantation, is that really a life in the same synonymous way that we that we refer to the baby at in the first trimester or the second or the third or the baby you just brought home from the hospital? That's the Alabama ruling. Embryos are kids. Oof. 866-660-5759. We're in Dallas. Andrew, welcome. How you doing? Hey, pretty good. Hey. Uh, can I mention something about your Gene Krantz? Oh, um, of, course, of course you may. Uh, like, usually when I listen to you, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I'll do the dishes or make my bed or something, you know, but Gene Krantz interviews, like, oh, I got to, like, enjoy this like a dish of ice cream. Thank you. Know, so you. It, so. for, the, for those that don't know, Gene Krantz was the longtime flight director of so many Apollo missions, and, and I, I talked to him for, like, Almost an hour and split that into two straight nine o'clock hours last week. Everybody can go find them in the podcasts at 660amtheanswer.com. I'm glad you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did conducting it. That was such, such a joy. Okay, go. Well, 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 you were doing the interview. I thought, well, I'll just go to Gene Kranz Wiki and read stuff about him while you're talking. And uh, the thing that I thought was kind of fascinating, uh, Gene Kranz's daughter, Jeannie, had mentioned that her dad was very engaged and likened him to Ward Cleaver in the TV show Leave it to Beaver. Yep. And, Mark, I'll just let you know that I've been telling people for the last year, it's like, you know, I think Leave it to Beaver is my favorite TV show of all time. <laughs> so. and, and, but I, and I'll tell you why that's noteworthy, is if you watch the documentary called Mission Control, The Unsung Heroes of Apollo, I think it was made circa 2017. Gene's obviously there. But so is Glenn Lunny, and, and so is Chris Kraft, who have since died. And, and, yeah. and so are some other lesser uh, known names to a man. They were all men at the time. To a man, yeah. they say this was brutal on the family. That that it was yeah. a kind of gig that was a 
18 hour a day gig and they were and they loved that they helped us achieve what they did they loved that they were serving the country they loved the incredible you know we beat the russians to the moon but there were huge stretches where they never saw wives and kids and it was a price that that they paid gene somehow found a way to to navigate that and actually be in the house anyway go ahead go ahead go ahead so yeah, um, and by the way, uh, you can watch Leave It to Beaver on MeTV. <laughs> all right, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. Go, clock's okay. ticking. So, all right, to my question here. Yes. So you have 14 embryos, <laughs> and you're going to keep them forever. So I was going to, I was waiting for you to ask the doctor the, the most obvious question. What do you do with 14? What, you know, what do you do with them? <laughs> now, I do have an answer, but, yeah. you know, Alabama is one of the states that has uh, safe haven baby boxes. It's a safe and legal alternative to abandoning newborn babies. Right. So technically, you could take it to a safe haven baby. Box. Are we okay? Are we? Is this a satiric? And if it is, it might be a skilled I mean, one. If, a satirical. I know. I, I know. Obviously, if you leave a baby at the fire station, the fireman will take care of the baby. Can I even say fireman? The firefighter will take care of the baby. Uh, I think Doctor Joe's answer was a really good one. That if you got thirteen for you know whatever you use one and the other thirteen, uh, some kind of adoption pool. Uh, that, that but that it's. Every answer then has something problematic that taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, what about me? And in this particular one, it would be the biological fact that the dad involved in the in vitro thing so that he and his wife can have one baby, then has 13 biological kids walking around somewhere. I And I guess that's if that's just the way it goes, it's the way it goes. I guess I prefer that to throwing them out like uh, like old dishwater. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Makes me want to go YouTube some Leave it to Beaver episodes. 922. Almost had to do it, didn't I? Leave it to Beaver with Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dow, and Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. The 12-year-old in me laughs every time. All righty, 866-660-5759. We are in Waxahachie. Dwayne, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to kind of address the elephant in the room. Um, implanting embryos mm-hmm. um, with uh, a man's another man's seed and, and putting it in a lab. Um, aren't we playing God just as if we're killing a baby um, that's, that's uh, in the womb? That's playing God, destroying something he's knitting in the womb. Um, but it's okay. Careful, 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 careful. Let, let's, uh, no, no, you, 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 let's, no, no, we got, we got time. Finish we, the statement. Well, okay, go ahead. Let me finish the statement. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't we playing God in the opposite direction by creating life in a lab versus the natural way? God okay. The, 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 I'm glad you finished. So here, there is a strain of thought that says anything we do. Anything that happens other than the natural God-created human function of creating life is, quote-unquote, playing God. Um, This is probably a stretch. Are we, I mean, if, if, does it play God to cure a disease that would otherwise kill you? I mean, if if you get, if you get, and I know that's a, that's a, that's a very, it's a very clumsy comparison, I know. That's protecting life, not creating life. Right, right, right. Huge difference. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So, so let's see. Let's see if there's a better. Let's see if there's a. Sit, sit tight. Sit tight. I need literally need a second here because because you stop, dude. Let me ask you something because it's a really fascinating point. Is it quote unquote playing God? 
Um, first of all, what life, if we find a way where in vitro fertilization can be done and we, li- and we don't dispose of any of them, is that okay? Mm-hmm. No. Why not? By no means. Man was not designed to create man. Man was, man was not designed to fly. Man was not, I mean, I mean but, but again, we're, we're not creating, it's, it's not artificial life. I mean, if you've got test tube babies, God, that's, one, that's God, one thing. Yeah. God was set forth as, as, the, as the creator of life. Correct. Not man. When man says we can start creating man, things. Man's not, our, man's not start, creating on, the life. Man is, man, is, man is not creating want, the life. Man is not creating the life. Man is creating a circumstance, an environment in which that life can happen. What's a designer baby? What's a designer baby? I know. uh, It's it's but we're not quite there yet. We're we're actually not. But we're trying to get there. But and and when we do, and when we and when and when we do, that gets slippery slope. How many slippery slopes? How many slippery slopes do we do 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 we accept? That's a that's a great question. um, So. So, so 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 let me ask you this. I'm criminally late already because you're that good of a call. So the, so the childless couple that is able to have their own biological child through this technology is do it. Is, is, you, you'd say you'd say no to them. Yes. OK, that you know what that is? That's called consistency and intellectual honesty. I appreciate it. I have I've, I've I remember a debate about this a long time ago. And you know what somebody said? And this was I kind of had to kind of put this, you know, in in the in the hopper. The sentence was, "Sometimes God just says no." And does that need to be? The, but God also created our big brains to make medical technology where sometimes we can say yes. But does the slippery slope exist that the gentleman just described? It does. Um, okay, okay. More of you next. Mark Davis, nine thirty-two. Nikki Whaley is in the newsroom. Mother in law. Sent from down below, dude. Maybe I should have gone with a certain girl. There's a certain girl I'm in love with. Uh, Warren Zavon did a great cover of that too. So anyway, Ernie, but the, uh, the Ernie Cado would have been ninety-one today. Passed away back in '01 to the delight of uh, countless mothers-in-law. All right, uh, it is my daily delight to to find something that is this fascinating, and it is, and just gets more so with each additional call and each uh, and each point that is made. State of Alabama Supreme Court says embryos are kids. Hey, great, that sounds pro-life. Mm-hmm. Okay, but wow, what about the in vitro fertilization industry? Does that grind that to a halt because not every embryo gets used? If an embryo doesn't get used and it's in the tray there in the freezer, uh, is is disposing of that like killing a kid? Kind of sure doesn't seem like it, but, but it's also not like, you know, throwing out the, you know, the, the old newspapers. Uh, is there some middle ground of defining what that is and some protection should be afforded? Dr. Joe Poyman, Texas Alliance for Life, was just with us. Listen to that in the podcast he was on at 835 and sent us on a springboard down this fascinating topic 
Uh, I am decidedly pro-life. Obviously, to me, life begins, begins, really begins at implantation. Prior to that, it is its building blocks that you have. But there's no actual life happening because there's no growth happening, no development happening. And, and the, the, you know, the, the cut and dried, no pun intended, uh, question here is if you leave it alone, what happens? You know, baby growing in the womb, you get a baby, leave it alone. That's the definition of pro-life. That's to be anti-abortion. Uh, embryos in a tray, leave it alone. What happens? Uh, nothing. So, hmm, 866-660-5759. Gentleman, last call, talked about how it still gets kind of got. By the way, this is why Catholicism is out, on, or, or traditional Catholicism is out on IVF. I mean, listen, these are folks who are like contraception. Anything that, anything that differs from is a step away from the process as created by God is just not to be dallied with. And that is absolutely a morally coherent way to feel as well. Uh, okay, 866-660-5759. We are in Dallas. Gene, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, not wonderfully, thank you. Great, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I, I I had this. My initial reaction to all of this was bewilderment in myself, and that I was questioning when does life begin? Because my core belief has always be, been life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> pardon me. Am I going to change my core belief because of a court case? Somehow that doesn't sit well with my spirit. Understand completely. So let me ask okay. you. Let me so, ask. Let me, okay, you, you finish. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. No, no. Uh, well, because here, here's, here's, and it's again, this is like the you know the angels dancing on the head of a pin. But it, I, I think that it might be. Ugh, excuse me. Here, life begins at conception. Might be glib, and we might have overdrawn that spectrum a little bit because the life that we all seek to protect. We're all anti-abortion, right? All of us who are pro-life right. are anti-abortion. That right. is, that is the the boogeyman. That's what we're looking at. Well, abortion's not possible if there's no baby growing. It's not possible if a woman's late for a period. It's it's not an abortion. There is literally, quite literally, we don't consider that a life that's been lost because implantation didn't happen. So maybe, but maybe, but go, maybe we're asking the wrong question. Pardon me for interrupting. No, no, no. You're, you're great. Maybe, you're great. You're great. Maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe to back to your point of what you said on the intro. Maybe in this case, Catholicism is correct, and that maybe the question we should be asking is in vitro fertilization the thing to do. It, which is a fine question, and I think I settle things like this mostly by uh, by suggesting if that's kind of a Catholic thing or a thing that some people of faith can believe. There are tons of people of faith who are doing in vitro fertilization. They don't feel I like that. you know. I so so that, that's make it right. right. No, it, you, you are right. You're, 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 no, I know that. But, it, <laughs> but guess what? Affairs aren't illegal. So well, it's not a matter of legality. Well, it's it kind of it kind of is of what's godly. But it, and it, if God tells us, and if we we have in our spirit and right, we right. know that life begins at conception, mm-hmm. then we're going to let a human court a human interference have us question that in ourselves. I, I, I don't. That great, great point. There is no moral argument that could be made that adultery is okay. There is well, not an, just adultery, the, but even mm, even keep going. you know with the, with the the embryo. If, yeah, if no, it, well, if, there is there we there there, there to, absolutely is a moral argument that could be made that in vitro fertilization is fine. It's called we don't consider embryos to be children. And then and while what you and I are talking about is kind of the individual moral choice we might make, which everybody's right. free to make to either do it or not, right. it does right. become a matter of law. The reason we're talking about it is Alabama flat out said, "Guess what, kids? Guess guess what, everybody? Embryos are kids." So go ahead. Right, but maybe. 
and I can't believe I'm saying this. That's okay. I <laughs> believe you me. It's all, it's all right. But it does in my heart. Uh-huh. Um, you either believe that life begins at conception or you don't. Right. And if you're going to allow a court case mm-hmm. for uh, a, a human interference interfere or make you question that core belief that you have, then mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Okay. Here's so here's I, I danced around this a little bit. Two minutes ago, let's 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 dive deep <laughs> with the special goodwill that you and I have established. Of here, here comes something coming at you. I'll almost okay. apo- I'll almost fun. I'll apologize no, 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 ahead no, no, of time. No, no. Go right no ahead. here I'm here's what I mean. Do you uh, right now, as we speak, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in a metropolitan area of five million? Uh-huh. How many thousands of women are late? Okay, whatever that uh-huh. number is, whatever number that is, right. they're, they're they're just they're late. But uh, it is Thursday. On Tuesday of next week, they'll get their period. Whew, that was close. I guess I'm just late. Do you consider that the weekend involved a holocaust of lost life? I don't know. Because I'm not sure that there was ever a fertilization. Garrett was. It might have been. I mean, I don't know. It might have been. There might not have been. Exactly. So in the the cases where there was, in the cases where there was, I mean, whatever the math might be. But that's divine intervention. Okay. uh, Great answer. Great answer. The uh, we didn't we didn't make that happen. It just right. happened as a natural right. course of a human process. I guess the reason I was asking is that maybe actual conception. Well, I t- well, I tell you what, you know what, a miscarriage is 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 natural. If you, right. pardon me, I mean if if somebody miscarries, exa- exa- exactly right. So the reason it's- I ask that crazy minuscule question is that maybe we kind of say life begins at conception, but we don't really. We mean okay. it. Begin, we mean it. Begin. Well, I know, but we mean it begins at implantation. We mean okay. it because because that's where there's that's where life isn't isn't. But implantation is a man made thing. No, 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 no. Implantation, normal implantation, where you get normal pregnant. Imp- where I, I don't mean manual implantation. I mean natural, where the but fetus. We're talking about IVF. May, no, no, okay, but I'm not. Here, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that life begins at implantation, no matter how. Let's say there's nothing artificial. You know, the the, the 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 fertilized embryo makes its way down the fallopian tube into the uterus, implants in the uterine wall, bam. At that moment, that's where life begins. Prior to that, wasn't really a growing life. In fact, it was not technically a growing life. It was on its way to being one. So I don't think you have to... Uh, I think that it, it, the it, second that that cell divides, yeah. you've got a life. You you do. There's there's no doubt and about that it. That happens before it gets in the world. It it doesn't. It absolutely does. And I guarantee you that with my late period uh, adventure, I took everybody on. Sorry about that. Uh, that there, there are countless lost lives in that way, and we don't uh, and we don't mourn that. It's just like, well, there we are. It wasn't because it wasn't implanted yet. This may. Uh, let, thank you for just allowing. You're you're awesome, and thank you very very much. Everybody has enjoyed that. If enjoyed is even the word. Nine forty seven. Mark Davis six six. AM the answer. This is wonderful. We are in Terrell. Harold, hi, how are you? Hey, Harold. I'm here, Mark. I'm here too. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, trying to glue some boards together. <laughs> I understand, which is probably a good thing to be doing on today's show. Just something to distract you. <laughs> so I'm glad to have you. I want to say that I believe that an embryo is a potential life. Mm-hmm. But if it's being artificially supported as it would be if Ooh. it was frozen, Ooh, it's not going to survive as if it would 
if it was implanted in the uh, the mother. Correct. So, based on that, I have a hard time believing that an embryo that's frozen in a freezer mm-hmm. is actually a viable life. Gotcha. Well, it's, it was was it's not vi- well words I mean it's not viable at all because it's not it's not growing living technically living even yet, but it is there human material, not a bean, not a skin cell. Harold, thank you. I think probably let's boy, let's do this. I could I need another hour of show. Or do I? <laughs> this is is this why I love y'all? I'm just, let me just uh let me love on y'all a minute. Okay. <laughs> what is Feb twenty two? A month and a week from now, March twenty eighth, I will observe thirty years of doing this. <laughs> well, with y'all. I've done it for forty some with folks in other cities, but it is the 30th anniversary, March 28th of you and me together on the radio here back in my native Texas. It is shows like today, days like today that underscore why I love you so much and why this is, I hope an important exercise, a place where all kinds of ideas are welcome. I got mine and you get to call up and tell me I'm totally right or totally crazy or anything in between. And sometimes it's on stuff like, should our borders be there or not? You know, uh, how high or low should taxes be? You know, and other things which seem fairly routine compared to today's intellectual, moral, and emotional heavy lifting. But you know what? We can do this too. And in an atmosphere of goodwill and welcoming and respect and um, just thank you. Thank you for days like today. And thank you, in fact, for every day. Final segment, next. I couldn't resist. On Ernie K. Doe's birthday, this is a big hit for him in 62, but the cover by Warren Zivon on the great album Bad Luck Streak in Dancing School. Certain Girls. There's a certain producer who wants to thank you. That's producer Rhonda K. Moreland on Twitter at Raw. Producer Rhonda K. R O N D A capital K. There's a certain technical guru who wants to thank you, and that's Mr. Matt. Certain newscaster Nikki Walia says thank you. And I uh, certainly do every day. Not just for listening and hanging out with us, but for great things you're doing every day, like our Food for the Poor campaign. I tell you what, uh, it, it, it just makes my heart so happy to have so many of you go to 660AMTheAnswer.com, click that Food for the Poor Give Life banner, give what you can. We're feeding kids across uh, Latin America and the Caribbean. One-time gift of 80 bucks feeds two kids for a year. Can you do that for me? Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow for, what is it, Friday already? I think it is. I get to see if my cell phone's working. Be good. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.